Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, part two of our conversation with the Athletics' Ian Mendez. We get into some classic Sens trivia with Ian, and he had the opportunity for an up-close personal interview with new Sens owner, Michael Anlauer, so he tells us all about that. And more coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 976 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets if your bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. You can also follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators. On Instagram, the show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today is Wednesday, February 7th in Pilsy. Only one more sleep until the Senators are back at practice. There we go. We're counting down Sen's practice. We're talking about practice here on the the Locked On Senators podcast. But hey, that is exciting uh, that we're getting closer. And man, what a way to bookmark the the break. An overtime win up against the rival Red Wings and then Ballet of Ontario for Saturday night right at the start of the the kickoff after All-Star break. So big games for your team here. And make sure to note that the Glebe Central Pub Shuttle will be taking off for that game. So get your tickets now. And Send get there to Sens fans. Yeah, there's a, probably a lot of Leafs fans that are thinking, hey, I've heard so much about the Glebe Central Pub Shuttle. I'm going to go to the Leafs game at the Canadian Tire Center. Make sure we can outnumber the Leafs fans at the very least on the Glebe Central Pub Sens Shuttle. Well, I can confirm that that does happen because I was on the shuttle at the Glebe Central Pub the last time the Sens and Leafs played. There was, a, I would say, 75-25 in favor of Sens fans. I got into it with a guy. It was all in good fun, but he was trying to convince me that John Tavares is a better hockey player than Claude Giroux. I just had to laugh. Like, there's nothing you can do but laugh at that conversation. No, in honesty, they're actually, like, very eerily similar career paths. It's close. It's close. Um, but, no, obviously fun. And even, like, from captains to home, like like just the way their whole um, their whole careers have worked out so far. Both of them looking for their first Stanley Cup. But we got into that actually with part one with Ian Mendez talking about Claude Giroux and how he is someone the Senators should and expect to build around. They want more, not less. Claude Giroux's, and I think Claude Giroux wants to be a part of the solution here, building in Ottawa. Pilsy, you got anything else before we get to Ian? Because we got another half hour coming up with an absolute beauty. No, let's not waste any time with just us. Let's get Ian in the mix here, Ross. All right, part two of our conversation. Here's senior writer with The Athletic, Ian Mendez. The first of the 10 times that Ian Mendez was on our show, September 25th, 2020, and the episode was titled, Interview with Ian Mendez plus Bobby Ryan Bought Out. And the first line of the description is, 
There are no remaining players from the 2017 Ottawa Senators Stanley Cup run. So that's the timeline of how long Ian's that, been uh, been a very, very appreciated contributor of LOSP. Man, so I was with TSN 1200 at the time, and yeah. I think that was like the week leading into the draft, right? In 20, Am I right it, on that? You I are, and so. then you invited us on the radio with you for, for my first ever radio appearance. So yeah. this is, uh, yeah, no, it was very much appreciated. Apparently, we called it a great chat with you, so everyone can go check out that interview <laughs> from three and a half great years chat. ago. Matt, I, I wonder how that one aged. Had they traded for Matt Murray at that point? No, not yet. Not that yet. was the second day of the draft. Yeah, but uh, right. you did give your take. It said in the description of who the captain of the Senators should be. So maybe you said Colin White. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Good, this is Eric Goodbranson's team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I don't even know if he was there by then. No, no, he came, I think he came up right later. after. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Sorry, oh. Billsy. Go ahead. Last question. No worries, no worries. Uh, so now you've got to kind of spend some time with Michael Amlauer, and he, he's been around for uh, a couple months now, so we've got a better sense of who he is and what he's trying to do, especially you, Ian. Uh, this year did not start the way Michael Amlauer thought it was going to. He no. got hurled so many curveballs, knuckleballs, thing like 41-game gambling suspension, never before seen, retroactive, first-round draft picks taken away. His whole mantra was, we're going to keep it stable. We're going to keep it steady. Dorian's going to stay here. DJ's going to be here for the year. All that has kind of blown up in his face. And not not to his fault. Um, do you think that having experienced all those things in such a flurry right away will affect how he makes decisions moving forward and kind of his process and mantra moving forward? Or do you think it's one of those things where, look, Life happens. There's there's material change. You got to deal with this on its own. But he's still going to try to keep that steady stability. Or, or how is the start of his ownership of as uh, Ottawa Senators owner going to affect his process and his path? Yeah, the, you know what? That's a good question. I I suspect it's the latter. I suspect it's going because of like here's what I really appreciate. And I don't know if that I I'm, I think this comes across in the Steve Steos. Uh, press conferences and availabilities there is a measure of calmness and stability and professionalism like i think if you had to ask me like wh what's the like if you had to personify michael and lauer's ownership it's steve stales guys Big he's time. so calm like like can you imagine like I i'm having a hard time imagining steve stales lashing out at the media i have a hard time steve stales making a joke at the podium i have yeah. a hard time think, like he's just straight as an arrow yeah. and uh, i think that's the tone that this group wants to set and dave poolin is very much the same way like like dave poolin is professional he's calm these guys are really both and and lauer is a really good communicator you know a lot of times i think when you get into that billionaire stratosphere the ability to communicate might get lost or you, you you don't see yourself on the same level as other people. I don't think he has that. So I think this is what you're going to see moving forward. I kind of, um, they realized when it was spinning out of control, Jacques Martin was the right guy because Jacques would inject calmness, yep. confidence, all the, that's what they want. They want this organization to be, uh, they just don't want it to be a gong show. And and when they took over, 
the echoes of the previous regime were still being heard. Um, and I'm not going to put the, 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 the Pinto thing, obviously, was a, as an aberration. But, uh, you know, getting stripped of a first-round pick really for, you know, was, was clearly at the feet of the previous general manager. Uh, these are the types of things you can't, you can't do. You can't, you know, trade away a first-round pick for Alex Dabrinkit and trade away a first-round pick for Jacob Chikrin and then lose a first-round pick because of the Dadnoff thing. Like, this is this is organizational dysfunction, like, in terms of a big-picture view, right? So I think he's just like, take a deep breath. Let's reset. We're going to put, you know, obviously at some point a new permanent coach will come in. And I think it's going to be calmness and stability that rules the day instead of what, at times, I think sunk the previous regime was making emotionally based decisions rather than being calm, cool, and calculated. And big name hunting too. They love going big name hunting, which is yeah. good for content, which is good for content, yeah. but sometimes doesn't work out uh, for, for wins and losses. Ian, before my final question, we always do trivia with you. I got oh my two. God. One is, is a real throwback and the other, you even alluded to the 07 series against the Buffalo Sabres where they won. They got to the Stanley Cup yep. final. So everyone knows that Daniel Alfredson scored the game-winning goal in that game. Joe Corvo is the answer. Nope, it's not. For game, nope. I thought it was game two. Joe Corvo off the, right. uh, off the draw. Jason Spezza wins the draw, doesn't he? It was. But you're on, okay, you're on, on the right track here. here. Yeah, You okay. are. So the most famous goal in Senators history, we know it was Daniel Alfredson. One on three, not great odds. Who had the assists on that goal? I want to say Andre Mazaros, uh, uh, not not Mazaros. Um, is that po- wait? Was Ma- is that possible? Did Mazaros get a secondary assist on that? Yes, that's and, exactly right. Because <laughs> it came back and, and Danny Heatley. Yeah, Danny Heatley, Andre Mazaros. Ross thought he was going to stump you here. He's like, yeah. I'm, he might yeah, get the I, primary assist, but I'm going to ask him the no, secondary it went, assist. It, it, he nailed the, the it. Puck went back into the kind of the, the not neutral zone. The kind, yeah, oh, Andre man. Mazaros. I, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Matt. Yeah, it was, and uh, I actually wow. watched that YouTube. I watched the entire overtime. Is on YouTube. Watched it the other day. Just what I do in my spare time, Ian. But now we're gonna go way back because this one I think Uh-oh. you might not get. Okay, who scored? We're going. We're going back to April seventeenth, nineteen ninety-seven. The first playoff game in Ottawa Senators history. Okay, it was a three-one loss. But who has the first goal in Ottawa Senators playoff Ooh, history? Boy. So this is the ninety-seven. Yeah. Against Buffalo. So they're both against Buffalo, funny enough. They're both in Buffalo in the same building. Hmm. That was the series where Shields came in, right? Hoshik. Hoshik. Uh, Hoshik played hurt. this game for sure. Hoshik played in that game. He played game one, yeah. So first ever playoff goal. Yeah, and it wasn't in the first period. Nobody scored. Wasn't in the second period. It was one nothing Buffalo going to third. But the Ottawa Senators tied it. Nearly four minutes into the third period in this game. So, I, like, Alfredson had a, like, that seems too obvious. Like, I, I know Alfredson had, like, three or four goals, I think, in that Like, he was their best. That seems too obvious. Because because it's it's just, like, how, why you asked me a Mazzaro's question. <laughs> I mean, man. Go with your gut. Question. You got to go I, with your gut. Okay, I'll say Alfredson, but I don't I don't think that's right. It's Daniel Alfredson. Yeah, Ian, you got to trust yourself. Nice. He had, he had like four or five goals, didn't he? Oh, three or four goals in that series. Yeah, yeah, he he had. I can tell you in two seconds. Three or four he goals. also had 
He also had the first penalty in Ottawa Senators playoff history as well. So this nice. guy, he's, he really is just uh, Mr. Ottawa Senator. Career uh, playoff game log. He had one goal in game one, one goal in game two. He had a goal in game four and two goals in game five. Sorry, so it actually five, continued. So five yeah. Goals. It, four, Jeez, I thought four. he had three or four. There you he, go. No, you're right. Yeah, he had, uh, five? He had five, five goals oh, in uh, in the series. We'll get right back to our conversation with Ian, but first, Pilsy's got a word from one of our favorite sponsors. Oh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Guys, happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And, hey, if you're like me and millions of others, Super Bowl Sunday is huge. You got to find the best seat on the couch. You got to have your snacks here, your refreshments here, and your bets on FanDuel. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a victory. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, there's a lot more bets that can happen on FanDuel. Which players are going to score a touchdown? I like Christian McCaffrey and or Travis Kelsey. That's the way I'm looking at that one, Ross. How many points are going to be scored? It's the Super Bowl. Life's too short to bet the under. Bet the over, cheer for points, no matter what team you like. Points are fun. I like the over as well. Will Usher debut a song, Ross? No or? Yeah. 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 Uh, and you can even bet on either super, either quarterback to catch their own pass at plus 5,000 odds and so much more. It's honestly crazy what FanDuel does for the Super Bowl. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up that's fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more with fanduel an official sportsbook partner of the nfl today's episode is also brought to you by the glebe central pub you can go there to watch the super bowl the glebe central pub right in the heart of the glebe 779 bank street and when you head there make sure you let them know that locked on senators sent you not only are they a place for great food awesome drinks and a crazy cool atmosphere live music every saturday for the month of february and if you also go to their website glebecentralpub.com you can hit the sends bus shuttle and buy your tickets scroll down and click the link to the game $17 round trip to and from the CTC. Plenty of games in February. The Toronto Maple Leafs game on Saturday. We've got the Ducks game on February 15th. The Dallas game on February 22nd. And the Vegas game on February 24th. So if you go to the Glebe Central Pub website, you can get your tickets for the bus. Super easy. Arrive to the pub great and early. Have a bite. Have a pint. Do what you want to do. And then get on the bus an hour and 15 minutes before the game. And they will take you right to the CTC and tell you, hey, we're going to stay right here. So you don't have to worry about getting back to the bus. That will be exactly where they drop you off. The Glebe Central Pub is right in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street. Don't worry about the stress of getting to and from the CTC. Let Sue take you there. Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street. And when you head there, make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. It's yeah. kind of cool, though, that, that the goal, the Alfredson first ever career playoff goal in Senators history was assisted by Yashin. Nice. And then he stole the C from him. What a year later, two years later. Yeah, two years. Later. Hey, by the way, did you guys? And I, uh, did you guys watch the Dig documentary? I did. I, Pills, I don't know yet. if you guys. I, I'm going to watch it though. Yeah. You yeah, guys, it, you media guys, ruined him. It was before <laughs> my time. That wasn't me. Listen, I, I, I ruined Joe Corvo. I, I get. It. I, I, I take no responsibility. No, but it, but it's really interesting, right? Oh, really interesting, yeah. and it's just cool from an Ottawa perspective to see some of those 
you know, Roy McGregor being interviewed and some of the old media clips and Gord Wilson looking like he's 19 years old. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right um, out of school. What was your biggest takeaway from that documentary? You know, I think I I just feel really sorry for him as a as a young man. And 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 I don't know that we quite understood the pressure that was being put on him uh, at that age. And, and you go back and, you know, the, the one thing and I don't want to spoil this too much for you, uh, Pilsy, but no worries. There's a scene of the draft in Quebec City. So it's the summer of 1993. And Alex Dague is obviously the consensus. Everyone thinks he's going to be the number one pick. And they bring him to the draft in a horse-drawn carriage with Jean Beliveau. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Like, wow. Just take a minute. Like, Jean Beliveau is, like, you know, arguably the greatest Quebec-born player ever. And he's kind of revered. He's just this, this iconic Larger than guy. life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it would be like you would roll in. Imagine if Connor Bedard went to the draft and went with a horse-drawn carriage with Gretzky. Like, that's <laughs> pretty much the equivalent. Like, it, this young man, the odds, the deck was stacked against him because not only did he have that pressure, but, oh, by the way, you're going to be parachuted onto arguably – the worst team of the modern era that had lost 70 games the year before. And Hey, good luck. Um, we're not going gonna... to Rick bonus in the one clip. He's like, he's coming in. He's playing for us right away. Yeah. yeah. Like anyway, I, I, I think if we all had a do over, we would, you know, maybe handle him with a little bit more care in, in the public sphere, like 18 year old kid. With, what a, what a cool documentary. And I, I like the fact that he got to tell the story kind of on his terms. Like this was his way of telling what happened to me. And I, I, you know, I had a good conversation with him a couple of years ago. And I, again, I never covered him, but I talked to him for something. And you know what he said to me? And, and, and I think it came through in this documentary. He said, you know what? People can call me a bust. People can say my life was, you know, fell short. He's like, you know, I, I, I spent 12 years playing professional hockey. I made millions of dollars. I played in Europe. I, I was a star. If you think that's a bad life, man, uh, I feel sorry for you. And I, I, I thought that was a really good way of putting it. He just seems like he's at peace with himself and that's all you care about. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at it, like the numbers weren't even that bad. No, they weren't that bad. Yeah. 20 goals as a teenager on a terrible team is pretty good. Yeah. He's, he's 28th on all time sends points still. Yeah. Right behind Andreas Dackel. Oh, I thought and you were going to see Andre Mazaros again. No, no, I don't think Mazaros was able to put 172 <laughs> points up. No. But oh man, Ian, we always appreciate your time. Final question for me is: is what can we expect from you coming up on the Athletic? Yeah. So obviously, you know, this is a tough week. Uh, you know, covering some of the Hockey Canada stuff in London. So this is uh, this is a tough week. Uh, I'll be I'll be doing some of that. I. Um, Trying to think what else I've got. So this survey story that I've alluded to, it'll drop at some point. Maybe it'll be Friday. It'll depend. It might be the following week. Uh, I got some time with Dave Poulin, actually, that Amazing. I've been waiting to write, drop nice. this feature. I figured the bye week would be good. Like a human interest story on Dave Poulin, his life, how it led to this moment. Yeah. Uh, and I also got some time with Brock McGillis, who yes. is doing a tour of 100, basically 100 uh, speeches in 100 days to youth hockey teams wow. in Canada to try and combat homophobia. And 
and I got time, some time with Brock in January. His tour is ending this week. And, and so, yeah, I, I'm kind of all over the map here with, uh, with stories. Uh, but, yeah, there, there'll, there'll be plenty of stuff kind of coming out here in the, uh, in the next few days. So here with Locked On Senators, we just kind of rely on the actual journalists yourself, uh, Rick Westhead, Katie Strang, Robin Doolittle. Where are we at right now with the Hockey Canada situation? Yeah, and you know, as the week unfolds here, obviously there'll be more. Uh, you know, when we get more from you know London Police Department and everything, I think what's really important in this story, and this is what this is what matters. This is what when people say, you know, I don't want to pay for journalism or I don't want to, I don't believe in journalism. Like Robin Doolittle, Rick Westhead, and I think what we've been able to accomplish a little bit at the Athletic Kitty Strang, Dan Robson, and myself over the last couple of years is when you have two or three or four, and CBC's actually done some good stuff too on this, but when you have three or four media entities all, and we're not chasing this story for clickbait, we're chasing this story to hold people accountable, we're chasing to shine a light on something, good things happen. And you should want the media trying to shine a light on your political, uh, you know, the people that are in power politically, in corporate places, hockey teams, all of that. And so I hope that people understand as this all comes together, this entire story never would have happened without the dogged pursuit of Rick Westhead originally. And and we all owe a degree of thanks to him. And and same with the Kyle Beach story in, in, in Chicago, like that, that, that Rick Westhead has done. Like when people talk about, you know, you see reporters and journalists go into the Hall of Fame for hockey and people like that. that was, Rick Westhead doesn't need to go. He His work is the Hall of Fame. Like he doesn't need uh, these types of things. And that's to me, that's important. You get the strings and the Westheads and the Doolittles doing this stuff. It matters. And so I, I think uh, we're in for an interesting, uh, you know, set of months and possibly up to years on this story. And I don't think it's it's really going away. Yeah, and we're uh, we're very <clears throat> thankful that we have people like you, people like Katie Strang, Rick Westhead, Robin Doolittle covering this story because uh, Ross and I pretty much always say, look, this story, it's ongoing, but we implore you to go to the people that are actually covering this and that are working so hard to get all the details and and do it right. I think that's that's the most important thing, Ian, is is doing this justice and doing it right, not trying to be first or trying to uh, clickbait or anything like that because there's real people involved and uh, the consequences of, of what's going on here are are huge. So we commend you for uh, your service, Ian, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. It's an important story. And, you know, let, yeah, listen, it's a, it's a bye week for the Ottawa Senators. I, you know, probably could have taken a week off, but I did. I put my hand up. And I said, I want to go to London if, if, if I can, because I, I don't think there's a more important story in hockey. I think there's it's important that somebody who is kind of in the NHL sphere, Chris Johnson's going to be, you know, kind of with me. And we're going to do this for the athletic because we, we think it's the right thing uh, to do, uh, to ask some questions here and, and try to hold some people accountable. Well, we saw your uh, latest article with the athletic. We retweeted it at Send Central and we look forward to uh, seeing this kind of develop in in a way where you know the victim can get closure to what uh, i can only imagine been a really really traumatizing last couple of years we'll get right back to our conversation with ian but first pilsy's got a word from our friends with indeed yes indeed if michael Anlauer was looking to add more people to his staff for the ottawa senators 
I know he would use Indeed, and you should too, because Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. Don't waste your time. Do it all with Indeed. You can find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools. Powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match Assessments and Virtual Interviews. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in the search. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you're going to get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and why not invite them to apply right away? Kick back and relax and let Indeed do the hard work for you. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, every dollar counts. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now back to our conversation. Here's Ian Mendez. To end it on a bit of a lighter note, though, Ian, what's yeah. been your favorite story that you've done so far this year? Because we did our best of um, right before our Christmas, and we had the Ian Mendez live from Sweden. I believe ah. the last time you joined us, that people made people love that. That was a lot of fun. People loved it. It was like Send Central Citizen meets Ian Mendez. So yeah. it, was, it was a perfect kind of you know synergy there. But what's been your favorite story that you've done for the Sens this year? I, you know what? And it's, been, it's been a tough year covering them, and, and- and I think the story that saved me a little bit uh, was going on that trip with the moms in Philly nice. and yeah. in uh, in Montreal. And, and just being around them and having some really meaningful conversations with, uh, you know, the, the the moms for Timmy Stutzla and Drake Patterson and Brady Kachuk. And what about our girl, Kathy? Uh, Kathy Pinto. Uh, you know, they're like you. Man, it's. It's hard to describe and put into words, but it was it was amazing. And and I think that was my favorite trip of the year, favorite story of the year, just getting some time with with them and and being able to tell a little bit of their story of what they were able to experience. So yeah, that that for me was my that was my favorite story of the year because <laughs> excuse me, I think uh, what I try and do as a writer and it's it's almost sometimes I, I say it's like uh, it's not unlike being act uh, an actor it, or it's an art form in that I think the best actors, and I'm not saying I'm a best writer. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm like, please don't take this out of context. People are like this guy says he's the best writer, but no, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. But I think like what I love about actors is the ones that can do range. Right. Yep. So the ones that can like, I almost love like back in the day, Robin Williams, for example, I almost liked him when he was in serious roles more than anything, but he's also the guy that was in Mrs. Doubtfire and whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's range there. Flubber. Yeah. (laughs) From flubber to goodwill hunting. That's range. That's what I, exactly. I want to like, so when I look at this and I think about the stuff that I've done, like I want to be able to write about, you know, the, the mom's trip and guess what? Shane Pinto has a Guinea pig with, with Jake Sanderson (laughs) And, you know, I want to do that, that. I guess that's the flubber version, right, of and the Mrs. Doubtfire flubber. And then there's the opposite side. There's the Dead Poets Society uh, Goodwill Hunting side, which is unfortunately, yeah, it's some of the tougher stories. It's it's Hockey Canada. But but I think 
I need those lighters. I, you know what? I needed that mom story. Yeah. I needed it. Uh, it, it we all did. Because if, if, if this stuff sometimes becomes mentally taxing and exhausting and, and depressing, to be honest with you. So I, I really needed that mom story. It kind of, I felt like it came at, it just came at the right time for, uh, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, and uh, I, I think my favorite moment of the the mom strip, and it's something that uh, I hope the Ottawa Senators rally around, much like the 2019 St. Louis Blues rallied around the song Gloria. We got to have ABBA dancing yeah. queen. That's got to be the theme. But my favorite moment from that is all the moms dancing, going crazy, and Zoob's just trying Out to get his crunches in. <laughs> he's just on the mat trying to do his crunches, and he's like, I don't want to be a part of this moment. I'm trying to get my post-game workout here, and he just slowly creeps out. I thought that was all, all time. That was amazing because uh, I think Jay Onright showed that on SportsCenter. He was like, look at this. Like, like he kind of ISO'd Zoob in the back. <laughs> it, it, it was unbelievable. But just that scene, I was at, uh, like, kind of in the hallway. We were interviewing Claude Giroux. And you could hear, they, they were, like, you know, 40 feet away around the corner. And you could just hear the music blaring and them singing. And, you know, Giroux, as we talked about, Claude's a very hardwired guy, especially when you're asking him questions after a game. He's not in the mood for joke. He's not a frivolity guy. There, there's some guys that love, Matthew Joseph would be a great example of, you could joke around with him. We and, always we always count how many times Shane Pinto makes himself laugh during yeah, his yeah. Own, during his interviews. It's yeah, great. Pinto's like a, he's like a Jason Spezza where he just he yes. he loves he he's got a very outgoing bubbly personality and Claude is very hardwired and all of a sudden halfway through Claude speaking he just a smile creeps across his face and and you're like wow like th that's how you know that this is a, a really fun moment so I that whole that whole trip I, what I love is that. Uh, you know, the, there's a lot of guys who have dads who played professional hockey. Norris, Batherson, obviously, you know, the Kachucks and the and the Sandersons, whatever, played in the NHL. The moms don't get that same peek behind the curtain. Like, mm -hmm. so for the, a lot of the dads are like, oh, yeah, we've been on charters and we've been on hotels and whatever. The moms, this really meant something to them. It really, it was the chance. And you know what I love to, and I'm, quiet, I'm just yacking away here. You guys, no, guys I love it. stop it. it. You're, you're never supposed to end. You know, Deanne Batherson said something to me that really, it stuck with me. And I don't think I put this in anything. But she said, you know, my favorite thing from this trip is just seeing where Drake eats his pregame meal. Or where he, when he says, I'm going to the airport, she says, now I can picture him. So yeah. when he texts me and says, mom, I'm having uh, the pregame meal. She's like, I know what room he's in. Or when he says he's on the plane, I know what that looks like. She said... I didn't know. I didn't know what it was like. And so, you know, that that stuff matters, I think, for, for parents to be able to have an opportunity to uh, to see how their, their child lives their life. And, yeah, it was, it was a great initiative. I can't believe it took them this long to get the, a mom's trip on the docket, but I suspect we're going to get this on a regular basis moving forward. Well, the funniest visual of the entire trip outside of maybe the Artem Zub was the broadcast catching Ian Mendez in the mom's suite. Oh, my God. I my, guys, my phone blew up that day. Like, it was, that was in Philly, right? Yeah, it was in Philly. Yeah, was like so literally, uh, Claire was the Claire Hannah was the first person to text me uh, <laughs> with the picture. She's like, "Huh, didn't realize you were a mom." And then <laughs> literally, like eight texts came in from people. And then I went to Twitter, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is." But I was just in there because that that was the opportunity to kind of get them all. In. Hey, that was this place to be. That's where that things amazing. were happening. The yeah, these yeah. are just. Uh, 
The uh, only thing just, better is if you had a plate full of charcuterie and you're really imagine? enjoying it. I had a glass of white wine. Glass of wine, yeah. And, <laughs> and charcuterie, and I'm just sitting there. Glass of white wine with the ice cubes, charcuterie, yeah, yeah, getting in the mix. Cubes. Yeah. Exactly. That's oh, awesome. Man. Ian Mendez, senior writer from The Athletic. Ian, we always look forward to your appearances on with us. Oh, Truly yeah. can't thank you enough. Only Mark Mathot's been on long or more opportunities than you. And, uh, man, always looking forward. You know what you have on everyone else, though? You're the only one who's been on in multiple continents. So, yes. I mean, that's there not something that you can take away. Really appreciate your time and the work that you do at The Athletic. I mean, it's worth the price of, of subscription just yourself. We're having a very athletic week. And not because Pilsy and I are just getting in shape, but your Wheeler. friend Scott Wheeler is going to stop by as well and discuss uh, how the Sens can pump their prospect pool up a bit here. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And and you know what? Meth might be ahead of me in terms of p- appearances, but I know this one ended up being like whatever 48 minutes. What We're you need 51. To do is, 51. Yeah. What you need to do is figure out in terms of total time on locked on. Oh. Am I potentially ahead of Mark Mathot? Think about mm. it. His hits are a little bit quicker, right? He doesn't go could, 50 minutes. It could be close. Yeah, it, it, could be close. it could be close. We're gonna need we're gonna need the citizens out there to get the stats going. Yeah, and this I know that... a job for Kevin. They know oh, Kevin yes. Himena is going to be it. fired up. Yeah. I saw that you stole his you stole his signature pose in uh, when you were at Yuck Yucks. Yeah, by yeah, the way, yeah, he, he... first question I should have <laughs> asked you to tell us a joke, funny man. Oh man, hey, look, look, I I won't rate how I did because you know I ended up doing a set, like a an actual set like a stand up. Nice. Uh, we'll call it routine, and I think Wally got pissed because it ended up going about twenty eight minutes. I did I'm shocked. Minutes. You got mad. Yeah, that doesn't sound. That's not the oh, Wally I know. No, uh, you'll have to ask people that were there how it landed because I I okay. I have an idea that I think it went well, but but it would be better to ask audience members. Put it in the survey, I, Ian. I'll put it exactly. Put it in the survey. <laughs> we'll stay tuned for the survey and a whole lot more. That's Ian Mendez of the Athletic. Stick tab for Ian for taking the time to join us. A busy time for him. Instead of being off this week with the Ottawa Senators, he's taken it upon himself to be in London, Ontario. The London police just had their press conference updating the sexual assault allegations from 2018 with Hockey Canada. Charges have been laid. One count of sexual assault for Alex Fermentin and three other NHL players. Two counts of sexual assault for Michael McLeod. Uh, We would Really recommend going to Rick Westhead's work, Katie Strangsworth in The Athletic, Robin Doolittle with Global, and, of course, Ian Mendez. They're doing great work on that file and making sure that the victim is at the forefront of the conversation. Pilsy, tomorrow on Locked On Senators, Scott Wheeler also. We said it's an athletic week for us. Not only are you and I on the Peloton, but we've got the athletic people in the mix they're great talkers they're great journalists and i'm excited to get into the 2024 draft because look you and i boots on the ground this hmm. is going to be the ps the razy stance we've been building for this moment with three years of draft coverage it's time to go and make it even better bigger and two first round picks for the ottawa senators yeah, th- this draft is going to be a blast. I mean, anytime you go to Vegas, <laughs> that's a given. You're going to have fun. But at the Sphere, the final in-person draft sends with a, a high pick, likely two fix- picks in the first round, lots of defensemen available or more, exactly. Ross and I are going to have videographers with us on the trip. We're going to get some new equipment, try maybe some on-the-street style interviews and stuff like that. So obviously the draft is a long way away, but... 
it's time to start getting excited for it. Usually I like to push the draft off further and further, but this draft I'm excited for, and there's lots of reasons for Sens fans to be optimistic. And it goes hand in hand. If you missed at the start of the week, we gave our uh, locked on senators updated prospect rankings. And on Friday, Ian, or, um, Scott Wheeler joined us again to discuss what his were. So tomorrow it'll be kind of a conclusion to the farm system for now. And then we're going to go knee deep into the second half unofficially of the Senator season. And look, crazier things have happened. We all lived through the Hamburglar run, but I think it's about the process right now. And also like the biggest storyline for me, and we can get into some big storylines going into the second half on Friday's locked on senators. It's what is the first move player transaction that Steve Steos and this management team are going to make. Cause right now this is Pierre Dorian's team. Yeah. They haven't made a single roster move outside of bringing back Shane Pinto, which was a no brainer. Nothing has been done. And it's Trent Mann's prospect pipeline, right? So not only the, the NHL team, but the prospect pool, none of this has really been affected at all by the new regime. So it's like we can't just look at the draft and be like, oh, six foot four left shot defenseman. He's going to be an Ottawa senator two rounds too early. We can't do that anymore. It's going to be very intriguing to see the path and the new direction this team takes. It certainly will. And it all starts tomorrow on Locked On Senators, the road to the 2024 NHL draft. I'm going to have to make a new playlist on our YouTube 2024 NHL draft. Our 2023 playlist, Pillsy, I don't have the exact number. But we put all of our prospect profiles out as we like to do, right? Because that way people can go and see individual draft profiles and everything. When it comes to our 2023 NHL draft, Pillsy, I've got it right here. How many videos do you think we have in our draft um, playlist on YouTube for 2023? Well, we did 60 profiles, right? Yes, but plus the episodes that they were in as well. That's what I mean. So it it starts at 60. 60 is the floor. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say 87. 88, dude. You're getting oh, so good at this. Man, man. You guys thought Ian Mendez was good at trivia? Whew, look out. Oh, you are getting good at this. Let's do 100 this year. Not profiles, but 100 videos going into the draft. It's going to be an exciting one. We hope you stay through all of that great coverage throughout the summer. And, man, we got a second half to prepare for as well. So that's all coming up tomorrow. And we'll get into the second half storylines and everything on Friday's Locked on Senators. Hope everybody's having a great week. Senators practice is scheduled for 4 o'clock on Thursday. 4 o'clock tomorrow, Senators practice. We'll tweet out updates if and when Shane or uh, the Jake Sanderson update comes out. Hopefully, it's no worse for wear. He's back on the ice of practice and, you know, dodge a bullet, all that. But we will see. Obviously, he left the game after only four minutes of ice time against Detroit last Wednesday. All right. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been another edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day.